Hello, I am Yogini Sunita and this is Meditation, Yoga and Stuff podcast. I believe my dharma or my life's purpose is to share my understanding of meditation, yoga and Ayurveda, holistic healing science of India. I make these amazing wisdoms accessible and adaptable for present times. So let's start. Hello, Beth. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Beth is amazing yoga teacher. She works with Core Power and I'm, I will let her introduce uh, herself as well as I would, I'm very curious about your yoga journey. So if you can share your understanding of yoga in your own words to the listeners, because I'm bringing in uh, different yoga teachers to just show people that how yoga journey can be embodied in our own way. So if you can share your wisdom and your understanding of uh, yoga and your journey of yoga, like why yoga, why you chose yoga. Welcome, Beth. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Sunita. Thank you. What an honor. Thank you so much for the invitation. And yes, uh, Beth O'Reilly, I live in San Diego, California. And I actually, my yoga journey started, um, I think many here in the West, uh, through the, uh, like the asana practice. I was practicing hot yoga. I actually grew up dancing, and that's what I uh, did full-time before I uh, found yoga. I taught dance to all ages and it was my passion still is. Um, but a, a dear friend of mine that I met at a yoga work or at, at a dance workshop about 24 years ago, we were talking about injuries and things that we had and some like anxiety and just thing, just human things. And so she introduced me, she said, Hey, you should come try this yoga class. And I was definitely one of those students that it was a hot yoga class and really liked the heat and liked the set postures. And my very first class, I was, did not have any idea what I was doing in there because I was in all dance attire with all these layers and it's probably 115 degrees in the room. So I will never forget. It was a Friday night around 7 PM, (laughs) but I just found myself going back to my mat and back to my mat. And it probably felt safe seemed just, I really did appreciate the the physical aspect. But then I also noticed that after just a consistent practice, I used to suffer from pretty severe anxiety and panic attacks and just learning how to breathe and breathe more mindfully and deeply and different pranayama exercises. I found that it was like months and then years that went by eventually that I didn't, I didn't experience that. So that just was one of the first gifts that I realized along with just supporting with healing with certain injuries. And then uh, I practiced that that style of yoga for about seven or eight years. And then I found Core Power, the same friend that I danced with introduced me at the time in San Diego, we had just the one studio, and it definitely felt kind of more mom and pop, if you will. And I walked and I'd always wanted to learn how to teach yoga and just hadn't found the right community or space. And I just instantly felt welcomed and just really felt that sense of community and connection. Uh, so I signed up for teacher training program and 
I was actually really grateful. I was invited to come and teach very shortly after the program and just continued other uh, a degree in kinesiology from San Diego State. So fitness, health, and well-being have always been just passions of mine. So I did several other just continued educations with therapeutic yoga, um, not full certifications, just like continued education that really supported me. I was working at a clinic after I graduated from high school. It was a it was a clinic for people with chronic disabilities. So multiple sclerosis, spinal cord injuries, all of those things. So I started teaching just some gentle like chair yoga and different breathing and all these things that I was just learning that were really impacting my life. And that was the first sort of population, if you will, outside of receiving my certification that I started really just enjoying bringing yoga to not just the real physically fit and active, but how can you make yoga and pranayama and mindfulness um, accessible to those that don't have the same um, accessibility. So that was a passion of mine, brought it to my dance students as well, and taught many private lessons and taught all over the city just as a new yoga instructor. And then eventually, I just ended up coming full time onto Core Power Yoga. I stepped into their leadership team in 2009. I've been with the company and the community ever since. The founder of Core Power, Trevor Tice, was actually a friend of mine who was part of the program, my, my teacher training program. And what I'm always so grateful for is he saw something in me within leadership and growing within core power that I didn't really have the confidence or see at the time. So I always keep that near and dear to my heart because that's what I, that's part of my Dharma to, to really see those beautiful, unique talents in others and how I can support that to ensure they see that in their path themselves. So currently I am, uh, I just shifted out of operations and which was a a difficult transition because I've been in that part of the the company. Still, I taught yoga. I've led multiple trainings myself since then. But um, now, as you know, I'm supporting our 300 hour teacher training program and I'm the director of innovation and special projects. So I'm able to just sort of dabble in and support different programming and different innovative classes and styles where actually core power is working to bring more sort of real beginner level classes and foundations classes to our um, sort of offerings where we haven't really focused on that in quite some time. So really grateful for that opportunity as well. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. (laughs) I know that the core power, this teacher training is amazing. This what you're doing with this pandemic and offering this teacher training for your teachers to enhance. And I think we have to change our ways in teaching in a way like with this new normal we have with the pandemic, you know, and, uh, and I think what the program is quite amazing. It's uh, very well, I think uh, the concept is very beautiful. And I'm, I'm sure I'm, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of learning in that because I think yeah, the whole, uh, the concepts of teaching face-to-face as opposed to teaching online is very different. What are your thoughts about that? Like, how do you feel that transition 
was it easy or was it challenging what are your thoughts because i know that you're very you know comfortable face to face doing all these things but how was it for you to teach online yeah thank you for the question and you know we actually so last year just like the rest of the world you know really core part we did a quick transition we were in the middle of a 200 hour program that had started in february mm-hmm. and just quickly transitioned that program to all participants that were interested in continuing online and a pretty large percentage were and at the same time the you know our team that was still you know working with core power because with just everything closing down had to quick quickly pivot and rewrite a large percentage of our curriculum because our program just like most programs were all in person so we learned a lot we actually did a lot of refinement and we actually the really one of the beautiful things about transitioning online is at core power we have 200 studios so we have you know programs that are happening all over and the you know the experience of the facilitators are you know they're vast just depending on how long we've been open in that market so the really I think one of the one of the neat things about shifting to to the virtual is we were really able to bring in our our strongest most seasoned facilitators that had a lot of continued education and a lot of other parts of the content even at the 200 hour level um so no matter what city or state you were zooming in from you could really learn from some of these leaders and and uh, facilitators that have been doing this for over 20 years if you will so that's been that was one of i think one of the the great things one thing that we really worked on and refined over the last because we've we've offered a few virtual programs is um just the interaction piece with the practice teaching that that was you know we're very asana based so just practice teaching we teach a set series so how can we really support students you know our students are used to like really getting to know people in like a in environment so we did a lot of um, like optional office hours like smaller groups smaller breakout rooms it isn't the same you know it definitely didn't work for everyone but i we were just grateful that it really did work for quite a few people we actually have hired on quite a few of our virtual graduates which is a first for us and i think just continuing to meet our students where they're at taking in their feedback and also knowing you're not going to be able to please everyone and this this type of learning isn't isn't going to def, necessarily support everyone's learning style so it's just doing our best to see what we can do to support um now we do have quite a few studios open so we're doing like a hybrid version where some of it will be in studio and virtual for this 300 hour program it's all online it's our first 300 hour online it's only our second 300 hour actually that core power actually has offered which by the way this is a complimentary program for all of our instructors which i think is just a beautiful gift of continuing education and to have facilitators like you and several others from different countries and all over this you know um the us is just just a really beautiful gift we're learning a lot and and realizing with such a large group we have over 500 participants how we can make it 
accessible, but they're, what they're really requesting is just smaller group interaction. So that's what we've been really trying to do. I think people just feel comfortable being a little more vulnerable, not necessarily needing to know the answer. As you noticed, even we have more and more participants like willing to ask questions. So yeah, we're just learning and then giving ourselves permission to like shift and change um, and not overcommit, <laughs> if you will, and overpromise and just be as graceful and also just honest as we can as we as we all continue to learn. But I do feel like this platform, especially for this program for us, will continue to be virtual, the majority of that, just based on we want like high quality facilitators like you and others. And that's this type of platform makes that, you know, an option. But we, I do see in the future, maybe a couple of years down the road, it would be great to have as Heather Peterson, one of my mentors that, you know, make it a yes and a yes. So have some content that's recorded or in the live, but then in studio for those that are just really craving that. So yeah, that's, that's what, that's, those are my thoughts so far. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I totally agree. I know the virtual world is not everyone, but I also see that impact of this online teaching is massive in a sense, like at least we have that now in this world where uh, we are still um, in Australia, we're still in lockdown. You know, this is our second wave of the COVID. And so, but uh, if imagine if we didn't have this connection, you know, right. the, the mind would have gone very crazy. So there is, a, you know, and when I look at the technology, it has a, always good and bad side to it, you know, ev- like everything in life. But it's up to us really what we do with this, you know, wisdom which we have available, like everything in the world. So this is really, um, I also look at it as a positive in a sense, like, you know, that at least we have this happening. And when we come back to, you know, face-to-face situation, then obviously that option can always come back. So that's really good. Beth, I wanted to ask you about a little bit about your, um, how do you bring yoga into your day-to-day life, like your personal practices in general, like how can you, I know that you're amazing yogi and that's why I uh, decided to, you know, invite you on podcast. For the listeners, uh, like I know that you have also a very busy job, you know, you have very busy life, family life. I know you have puppy now and, you know, (laughs) family responsibilities and all those things. So how do you manage to bring in yoga without feeling that it's another stress of life, you know? So how can you uh, just tell us about, you know, how can you bring it into your, how do you bring it into your daily life? Thank you. Thank you, Sunita. Well, I do get on my mat and practice some movement, asana, small meditation, pranayama, most days of the week, I would say. I'm actually really grateful and blessed because my wife, who I met at Core Power, she also writes the curriculum for 200 hour and 300 hour. She's actually in a two-year meditation studies program. She meditates every morning much longer than myself. So it's, it's top of mind and heart on a daily basis, because that's just such a yoga is such a big part of our life. It's not our whole life, but it's such a big part of our life. Just, and just think the parts of yoga for core power that we're involved in, which is 
training, continued education. So we're always having the conversation. Like we'll read, you know, like I read how yoga works with, with, we read like books and texts together and we talk about that. We walk and we talk about that. And so it's very present in, I would say like the day to day and the week to week. One thing that I'm working on is just uh, my own, just continued education right now. I've been so focused on all of the students and everything else. And so my wife's been really, has really inspired me just with this program that she's in. So I'm currently just looking into what, although I'm learning so much from you and all of these facilitators in our 300 hour program, but just something that's not necessarily like the philosophy and the history of yoga from a facilitator that inspires me. That's, that's sort of my next step and my next commitment to my growth as a yogi. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, there is always so much to learn. You know, mm-hmm. the wisdom of yoga is so vast that no matter how much you learn, you always think that I need to learn more. You know, I am the yeah. same. I'm constantly learning. I love, um, and this is my passion as it's, it is yours and it's part of everyday life, you know, everywhere. And having your, I mean, uh, life partner, your wife, uh, you know, uh, in this field as well. So this is amazing to have that, you know, someone to share this wisdom and communicate about it. So that's really, really amazing. And, and, and obviously your job is also in relation to uh, yoga. So you don't really have escape in a way, but (laughs) you know, that it is always there. So, which is very good. Do you want to share maybe one of your experience about the impact of yoga? If something comes in your mind, if you want to share, no pressure. I don't want to put you on spot, you know, so just something, how that impacted your life. Yeah. So compassion is a part of my sankalpa. And I think, I feel like I've always been a compassionate person. I feel when I found yoga and really started to practice, not just the asana, but just really start to learn and, and commit to my own self-study, learning about, you know, the, like the chakras, for example, and the doshas and how you can just kind of back to what I was sharing earlier, like really meeting people where they're at. Mm. Um, That is something that is really important for me, just as not just as a leader with core power, but just as a, as you know, a wife, a daughter with two disabled parents, friends, family, students that come in that, you know, with all different personalities. So that's been one of my biggest takeaways that I keep with me almost daily is just the, the, you know, the, the knowledge that I have and how I can use that as a gift to, to really see past the, the meat suit, as they say, like past the skin and just the facade and the, you know, the, the physical, especially in, in more just sort of like different and difficult interactions, if you will. So the more I, I love learning chakras are probably one of my very favorite, just content to study and learn. And the more I learn about them, I love to weave the, that, the theme on chakras in my, in my classes, but those are just a couple of examples of where I just feel that that's been the most impactful because 
not, it's not just as a student, as a teacher, but just in any hat that I wear, you know, as just as a human being on this earth. Yeah, beautifully said. Uh, you know, it's, it is, it is uh, the whole wisdom of yoga is just amazing. And also it is very true that we need to meet people where they're at. And sometimes they're stuck in their stories and, and they are suffering due to that. And as a yogi, we kind of like understand that. And, and chakras, I mean, <laughs> I can talk about it for hours, you know. It's amazing it's wisdom. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it is very, it is very true in a sense, like how the energy is locked into these chakras when they're releasing through correct yoga practices. How much freedom and how much uh, really, uh, stress relief we feel, you know. So all okay. this wisdom of yoga is really, really amazing, and I always feel that there is always more to learn and always more to. You know, uh, the, the, the constant, the wisdom, every time I open the Yoga Sutras or Bhagavad Gita, it, it gives us, uh, give, gives me more wisdom, more understanding of the yoga. And then I still feel that, oh, I need to, you know, it's, uh, it's also, as you said, that Ayurveda doshas, um, Ayurveda and yoga goes hand in hand very beautifully. And so that combination of that is very powerful and we can help our clients from that place is really amazing. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, Beth, I would like to know if you, uh, um, if the clients are interested to follow you, where can they follow you? Like, do you have uh, maybe a website or Instagram or anything where they can social media, they can follow you? Um, yes, yes. I have, I'm on Instagram. It's, it's Beth nine, six, four, two. Okay. And then Beth O'Reilly, you can find me on Facebook and if you're ever in San Diego at core power. I'm actually the only Beth still on the schedule. I teach a couple of classes a week, one I've had for 12 years. So that's been very fun and near and dear. So yes. Thank you so much. So uh, I will put all this information into the show notes as they call it. And so that people can, you know, look at that and find where you are at and, and maybe follow or connect with you and learn from you, your wisdom, you know. So thank you so much for joining us today. Really, really appreciate for your time. Thank you so much, Beth. Sunita, thank you. It was an honor and privilege. And thank you for all that you are contributing to our program. Our, our participants are thoroughly enjoying you and just how much you make everything that you share just from the heart and so applicable. So deep gratitude for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, I love teaching you uh, all the Kurpa students are amazing. They're very curious uh, and, and more and more people are feeling comfortable to ask questions. So that's really beautiful. Thank you for having me there, giving me opportunity to teach. And uh, thank you for doing the podcast with me. Thank you, Beth. Have a lovely day. Thank you, you too. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate that, that you're taking this time out of your day. Don't forget to subscribe. Take care. Bye for now. Bye.